Good morning and welcome home everyone. Welcome to our Sunday service at Free Community Church. It's a lovely morning here, right? And I'm really thankful that everyone managed to make it online and on-site. So before we start, before we respond, we respond to the call to worship and encounter and start this journey of fellowshipping with God, let us turn to one another online and on-site, alright? Share our beautiful sunshine smile with one another, alright? And... Share our peace and joy with one another. Right? Because for the television that on the screen, right, the prompter is not working well. Right? So for the call to worship, we'll be inviting everyone to stay seated and then only to stand when we, uh, when we enter into worship. Okay? So to prepare our hearts, to prepare ourselves to encounter God who is ever, always reaching out to our hearts. Let us respond to the call to worship. Hungry for meaning? Welcome, welcome home. Thirsty for purpose? Welcome, welcome home. home. Yearning for comfort? Welcome, welcome home. home. Burning for challenge? Welcome, welcome home. home. Ready for learning? Welcome, welcome home. home. Eager for serving? Welcome, welcome home, home and, and welcome, welcome to, to worship. worship. Now may I invite all of us who are on site, who are willing and able to stand, uh, to join the worship team together, all right, for a time of worship. Trust in your name 
Father, Mother, God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather today. We give you thanks for all your blessings in our lives. We ask for your forgiveness for those times that we have missed the mark and we have not acted as we probably should have. Help us also to forgive others that have harmed or hurt us. Help us to see how we can seek reconciliation with those that we have hurt and with those that have hurt us. Protect us from evil and keep us safe. We, are, we pray for all those in our com community and those that are here today and those that are watching online. We, have, we pray for also all of those people that have been to FCC in the past and have moved on for whatever reason. Also, we give thanks for the memory of those that have passed on and that have been a blessing to us. We pray for all parents and caregivers, and we thank them for their loving care and service, and pray that you would grant them strength and wisdom. We pray for all those who are dealing with mental health issues and for those that are around them, that they may be blessed and that they may feel understood and not dismissed or ignored. We pray for those suffering from physical ailments and pain, that they might find healing and care and compassion. Help them to find those that can help and support them. We pray for the lonely, that they might find solace and friendship. We pray for those suffering from addiction and for those that care for them. Lord, we also pray for all those who are suffering in this world, whether due to conflict or natural disasters. We pray for wisdom and compassion for those in positions of authority, that they may be able to find solutions which work well and minimize suffering. We give you thanks, Lord God, for your love and care for everyone. And we entrust ourselves to your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Moved by 
Please be seated. Today we continue on with um, the sermon series uh, for Epiphany. And um, as always, uh, I would like to invite you to join us um, in constructing the sermon together um, through Menti. Um, you can scan the QR code or go to fcc.li slash Menti. Uh, I'll give you some moments to scan in the code um, so that uh, you, know, you don't miss the boat. Um, if you miss the boat, it's fcc.li slash mentee. Right? Um, we are in the season of epiphany and I want to start off today talking about epiphanies. Right? Sudden revelations, realizations or insights. Have you ever experienced epiphanies before? If you have, I want to invite you to share um, what are the circumstances or conditions or situations where you experience them. I ask because uh, I want to see if your experiences are similar to mine. It's a good poll, right? We don't often get to ask these questions uh, to the broader congregation, right? Have you had epiphanies before and what was it like and I also want to dispel the idea that epiphanies must come in a certain way because too often we might imagine it and picture it to be like this but actually it can be a whole variety of ways that we experience the revelation of the divine too often I think we might have the picture of you know, bright light shining and then a choir of angels singing and then we get our epiphany. Uh, but it could be something quite else, right? In the shower, when Bible texts resonate with what was happening in my life, yeah, I think that happens too. What other ways? Yeah, I totally agree with in the shower. That happens a lot to me. And in the bathroom as well. Um, after a failure or shock, plus some reflection, right, some time to, to reflect and then, aha, where there seems like all hope is lost. During communion once, I felt God's love for those around me. Mm -hmm. Reading a book, um, never the Bible, just a, <laughs> a different book, watching a film and recognizing a situation. The aha, right, and the connection. When snorkeling, watching the beautiful marine life, God is also watching us like, likewise with a smile. In my dreams, unexpectedly, 
usually when I'm much calmer, when speaking in tongues, when watching a movie and some scenes resonated, listening to the still small voice and feeling the overwhelming sense of peace despite what I, how I feel I'm being called to is not what I will do in the natural. Mm -hmm. This morning during my quiet time, Sometimes while doing something mundane, sometimes through meditation. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's not, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's the ordinary, ordinary stuff. After hearing a song, in prayer, sometimes when I'm just going about my day, going through the motions and nothing serious in my mind, yeah, the, the, yeah totally understand that. A thought or insight that pops during traveling, reading or meditation, during intentional silences, during individual silent retreat, yes? When praying, the silent moment I spend with God, serendipity. Yeah, there are many ways um, that we experience, right? Uh, I have some experiences. Uh, some of my experiences happen during worship, sometimes during the sermon. The sermon usually when someone else is preaching, not when I'm preaching. Um, when I'm preaching, sometimes there are things that come you know, in my mind and I share, that's not my script, sometimes, but... Most of the time when I'm listening to someone else preaching. Um, sometimes the epiphanies come, like some of you share, when I'm walking in nature or hiking. Or, yeah. And sometimes they happen when I'm in discussion and sounding out and bouncing ideas with other people. Most often for me, it happens when I'm in the shower or in the toilet. right? Um, yeah, thank you. Today I'm going to preach from... Um, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9 to 16. At that place, he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Where are you? What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they are seeking my life to take it away. Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. There came a voice to him and that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I, am a, I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint has Hazel as king over Aram. Also you anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, 
of Abel Meholah as prophet in your place. Today I read from the uh, NRSV version, and you realize uh, for some of you familiar with this passage that instead of uh, uh, instead of still small voice, which is actually from the King James version, um, it's translated as the sound of sheer silence. Um, I think the scholars here um, felt that this possible rendering um, was more fitting in our current understanding of the divine today. But I want to invite you to think of this in this way, that neither translations are the absolute correct one. It can be both, right? Because it can be, God can be speaking in a still small voice, or God can also be in the sound of sheer silence. Because if we fix on one, we will miss out on the other, right? And too often when we read the older version, the King James Version, and many translations that followed after that use the same translation, the still small voice, we will think that when there is silence, God is not answering us, and God is not speaking to us. But God can speak to us through the silences. God is in both. So, Elijah is told that God is about to pass by, but instead of being the wind strong enough to split mountains and break rocks, instead of being in the earthquake, instead of all the fire, God was in the silence. We often think about epiphanies as occasions when the divine makes an appearance with bright lights. Or in the moments when the earth shakes, or there's a fire like the burning bush. But here the passage offers something quite different. The sound of sheer silence. We imagine God is found in the spectacle in a drama, so we keep seeking the bright lights in the drama. I think someone mentioned earlier that it could be often the epiphanies come in the mundane, the ordinary. And yeah, God is sometimes there. I mean, I'm not you know, a saint either. I hope to see the northern lights in, uh, when I went up to Iona Abbey. And you know, one of the bright lights in the drama, you know, what brighter lights is there than the northern lights, right? But God is ever-present. And regardless whether there's bright lights and the drama and the noise or the silence, if we are to hear God, one thing is required. We need to stop talking and be quiet so that we can hear the sound of sheer silence. But the sound of sheer silence isn't the absence of noise or that we are in an absolutely calm and tranquil environment, sitting down and meditate. No. Because Elijah wasn't in that situation. Elijah was running away from people wanting to kill him. And there was a lot of drama happening, right? There was wind, there was the earthquake, and was the fire. God asked Elijah twice, what are you doing here? And both times, and if you did not notice, Elijah answered the same way. I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for Israelites have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. I was taught by my new 
Testament professor, um, Mary Tobert, that whenever something is repeated in the Bible, pay attention. And when something is repeated, don't assume that they are the same. They are repetitions with critical difference. And it is for us to figure out what the critical difference is. Well, the situation hasn't changed. Elijah was still on the run from the people who want to kill him. But what has changed, I think, was Elijah's inner world. Between the, time, the two times God asked Elijah, what are you doing here, was Elijah's encounter with the sound of sheer silence. I wonder if Elijah realized that he was repeating himself when he answered God. I wonder if it dawned on Elijah in all the drama, he had not learned to surrender and trust God. I wonder what went on in Elijah's mind the second time he answered. Because after he answered that, then God gave the instruction to him. Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Something changed. Elijah wasn't the same as the first time he answered. Maybe there was an epiphany. Maybe there was a realization. Maybe in all that drama, he had not surrendered and let go. He had not trusted in God. We sang, you know, let go my soul and trust in you. The waves and winds still know your name. So let go, my soul, and trust in you. The waves and winds still know your name. If you, go, if you find yourself going around in circles in your life and repeating what you are saying to God, complaining maybe what's going on in your life, perhaps you are like Elijah. Perhaps you may need to find the sound of sheer silence. Perhaps there needs to be some change in you. I've been asked this before, you know, I mean, this is a very common question to ask a pastor, right? How do I hear God? How do I find this sound of sheer silence? And I wanted to somehow bring you behind the curtain, so to speak, and show you how the magic happens, because it's not magical. It's not that I've learned a secret you know, ritual that I can conjure up God and then talk to God in some way. I think that it is important to break down so that we can realize that maybe that you have been hearing God and maybe you have been experiencing that sound of sheer silence too without realizing it. So I thought about the occasions I experienced epiphanies, right? Whether it was um, on the hike, whether it was during meetings, you know, with people, or it was when I was in the shower. And I wondered what those situations have in common. Because they all seem very disparate, right? And have little in common. But there's actually something that connects all these moments. Yes, God is present everywhere, you know, but I think that what makes, what really connects all of them was they were happening when I was not distracted. 
And what I mean by not distracted is they happen when I was present in the moment. They don't happen when I am um, in the toilet on my mobile phone, doom scrolling or playing a mobile game. They happen when I'm in the toilet when I'm not on my mobile phone and have nothing else to do, right? Present in the moment, in my own skin. Epiphanies don't happen when I'm distracted, when I'm, when I'm on a hike in nature, um, or you know, even when I'm in a meeting, it, they happen when I'm very engaged and fully present in that space, present there. You see, noise isn't just the audio kind. There are many kinds of noise in our lives. And even when we are quiet physically, there can be a lot of other noise and noise inside our head. Elijah, in his reply to God, says, I alone I'm left and they're seeking my life to take it away. But if you are reading the whole story, the whole narrative, and you go back to one chapter, which is what I always like to do when I do Bible study, Bible study with different groups, I always ask them, what is the next chapter, what's the previous chapter, so we know the context. The previous chapter, Obadiah, the prime minister of, um, of the king, Right, told Elijah that he had actually hidden hundred prophets and in in two caves, fifty people each, and provided them with food and water so they will not be killed by Queen Jezebel. So Elijah knew he wasn't left, the only one left. But in all the drama that he's conjuring in his own head. You know, on the run from Queen Jezebel and, and, and maybe his own ego, he couldn't think properly, see properly, and a lot of chaos and noise within him. That's why he says, I'm the only one left. God had to ask him twice before he could hear God's instructions for him. The sound of sheer silence is not about the external environment, but our inner world. I wonder if the second time God asked, uh, Elijah, did he realize, oh, maybe I'm making this to be too, you know, way, blowing things out of proportion. I'm not the only one left. Maybe he caught himself realizing certain things. And it was only when he realized, when he had that epiphany, that God gives the instructions for what's next. The sound of sheer silence, then, is about the calmness within, the inner quietness that can be there, even though our external world can be chaotic. And that calmness come from, comes from being present and being anchored in that. I must say that, calm, that calmness and, and presence did not and still does not come easily to me. In the past, when I was younger, I would just fill all my time with activity. No blank space, you know. Any blank space is considered a waste of time, and I cannot just sit still, right? I'll just fill my life with activity. I'll be uncomfortable with silence, and just keep talking and talking when I'm interacting with people. And I would, and still, find different ways of distracting myself instead of being present. 
So I want to ask you and invite you to take a moment and be vulnerable and reflect. What are the ways that you distract yourself? I want to put this up front first, right? Life can be overwhelming. We may not be in Elijah's situation where there are people who are out to kill us, but we can be still struggling in our own ways. And distracting ourselves can be the only way we know how to cope. And that's a reality, right? But I have learned how to find better ways of addressing, better ways of equipping myself so I can encounter these difficult emotions and be still and be present and not need to distract myself anymore. Right? Netflix, oh, totally. Social media, podcasts, mobile games, procrastination, busyness. Taobao, oh yes. Shopping, right? Sex, sleeping, work, Lazada, housework. Oh yes, you know. Just, just when we, there's something that we need to really redo really with, we start washing things up and cleaning things up, right? Or we suddenly have to do the laundry. Uh, things that we put away for a while. Um, endless YouTube. Uh, not just YouTube, right? Korean drama. Um, social engagements. Eating delicious, delicious food. And sometimes it's not even delicious, delicious food. It's just food. Stuff my face um, with food. Alcohol. Reddit. Yeah. Overthinking. Yeah, so many things that seems to be ways that we distract ourselves, right? It, well, work, doom scrolling, YouTube looks like um, the top of the list. There are just a few things that I also dive into to distract myself with things that I do not want to deal with or things I want to run away from. And I've learned a lot on my journey of finding myself and becoming comfortable in my own skin that I was able to be present more often and needing less distraction. Now, here is an epiphany that happened on the fly. The thing that I was probably most likely running away from was myself. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, therefore I was constantly uncomfortable. And that's the distraction. It is only when I have come to terms of who I am, my flaws, and all, embrace myself and love myself as God loves me and accept, you know what, this is who I am, that I'm able to be comfortable in my own skin. And that's the journey that we are all invited on. And that's the journey and that's probably why we keep repeating, God loves you, God embraces you, God is running after you. You are worthy. That is why we keep emphasizing that because that's the starting point for you. That's not to say that you are a perfect person. That's not to say that there are things that you probably have to work on and change and grow. But the starting point is being comfortable in your own skin. And being comfortable in your own skin allows us to be still inside. Being still inside and what I think is finding the sound of sheer silence 
It's the way I'm able to open myself up to God and allow God and to reveal God's will to me, to direct me in my life. And many of you have pointed out already, I want to highlight one of the things that we, distract, we use for distraction. That's by doing something, right? I want to say that when Molly passed away, <laughs> I realized that I couldn't sit still in that moment. I arrived at the um, hospice and there was a lot of busyness, right? I wish that I was able to sit still for a bit longer. Um, yes, there were things that needed to be done, right? But I think that I could have waited a bit more, maybe another 10 minutes. There was no rush. But I went into the doing mode because that was how I was coping with the uncomfortable emotions that were surfacing up. I think that happens too for many of us. So I want to invite you to be lean into that discomfort and the vulnerability. What were situations when you went into the doing mode instead of being still? Because doing something helps us feel as though that we are in control. Doing something helps us deny the reality that we are actually helpless and powerless and there's very little that we can do. Sometimes, the hardest thing to do in a difficult situation is to do nothing. When anxiety creeps in, when disaster strikes, when facing uncertainty, when agitated, well, if you're king something, or when mom and my, or my, my mom or my father were not feeling well, busy trying to find solutions instead of praying, when I feel bad about myself, when on holiday, during weekends when I actually have time for myself, went into the doing mode instead of being still, especially when I'm usually high-functioning and efficient at solving problems. Because problems, you know, when we solve problems, we feel a sense of achievement that, and a sense of power, right? A sense of control. Um, but sometimes, and very often, in life, there are things that are beyond our control. Sometimes, doing nothing is surrendering to God. I have journeyed with many people with cancer. I witnessed many people around them trying to help them by sharing about how they heard about a miracle cure somewhere, whether it's a friend of a friend or a, 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 you know, a colleague's mother or someone who had somehow you know, accessed a, a, a new um, Chinese, you know, traditional Chinese medicine therapy or another experimental therapy that helped them cure their cancer. And they will share that. I have no doubt about these people's good intentions. But these often come from a place where one is unable to accept the fact that we are powerless over the situation. And also our inability to deal with the fact 
that someone we really care about and love is seriously ill. And our discomfort over being helpless, absolutely helpless and powerless over that situation. I wish that I am able to tell some of these people just being there is enough. Just being there, listening to the friend or the person who's, you know, having cancer is enough. You don't have to solve the problem. It is not on you. Which is why I want to invite you to think about doing less in some situations so that between the noise and the silence, you can hear God's voice. The hymn, it is well opens with the verse. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. I hope that in those situations, between the noise and the silence, like perhaps what Elijah was going through, that we are able to say it is well. Whatever the external circumstances may be, no matter how dire, no matter how desperate or hopeless, we are able to say it is well. And it is in that space, as we say it is well with my soul, that we find the sound of sheer silence where we can encounter God. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Myak. Um, let's prepare our hearts for Holy Communion. <clears throat> we gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries,
Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. And you do not have, uh, you, only, you only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy, where pain meets healing, fear meets faith, death meets resurrection, hate meets love. All together, please. This table is at the intersection where two lines meet. This table is the declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death. This table where we break bread is the table of love, the center from where love flows. This table is one of awareness, awakening, of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break, we break the space of history to share in, our, your, in your vision of sharing at your table where all are equal, all are free. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it. As, as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to the disciples. He said, drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Will the stewards come forward to distribute the elements, please? Um, those watching online, this is the time to prepare your elements, and we shall partake all together.
these simple elements so they will nourish and strengthen us in body and in spirit let us all take partake the elements together invite everyone to stand in body on spirit to join in this prayer all together please Lord make, make us instruments, instruments of, of your peace, peace. Where, where there is hatred there is no love, love. Where, where there is injury pardon where, where there is doubt faith, faith. where there is despair hope where, where there is darkness, darkness light and where, where there is sadness joy O Divine Master, grant that we seek to seek, to be consoled, as to be consoled, to be understood, as to understand, to be loved, as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. You may pass your cups um, to the ushers in front. Thank you. Thank you, Celeste, for leading us through communion. Um, and thank you, Miak, for the sermon, inviting us to move closer, more comfortably towards silence, befriending silence. And in that silence, that we may discern, we may hear and befriend the voice of God. So, welcome home once again, everyone. Welcome to Free Community, Ch Free Community Church, our Sunday service. I am Jimmy, your service leader for today. And for those who are new with us, Free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. And we'd like to welcome home because you are a beloved child of God. You are welcome here, affirmed and loved as you are, regardless of your social standing, your gender, identity, your sexual orientation, your economic status, your nationality, we enter this space as beloved children. So those who are online, right, also welcome for joining us here. Uh, for those who are new with us, right, I'd like to invite you to scan the QR code or visit us at fcc.li slash welcome. This will help us to um, understand um, who is visiting us, know you better, and extend invitation right, for various opportunities for newcomers gathering or uh, Q&A sessions, uh, meet, meet the pastor sessions. So one of the se sessions, right, if you're intending, attending in person, is happening today. We have a newcomers meeting happening immediately after the service at the back of the hall, all right, in the rooms uh, behind the hall. All right. Uh, those who are online, you may join us for the next one. All right. We are able to uh, extend invitation of, for digital, uh, joining the newcomers meeting digitally. So if you are interested, simply fill out a form or if you have questions, uh, send an email to info at freecomchurch.org. 
Next, we move on to worshipping God and fellowshipping God uh, through our worship. So, um, so pardon me because I have pressed biopia. So the TV is not really working. Uh, we have two buckets of fun. At the back of the chairs, for those who are attending service online, you will see the stickers. Right? And you can choose to give to um, the funds that are indicated there. We have a general fund. We have the renovation fund. These are two funds that we are focusing on um, in this season as we continue to renew our church, rejuvenate our, our community. So please uh, give generously your offering uh, by scanning the QR code or uh, through PayNow or you can go to uh, freecomchurch.give.asia if you'd like to uh, create a standing order, a repeated uh, monthly giving through a credit card. There will be a 1.5% uh, charges, I believe, still stands right at uh, give.asia. Now, as we are preparing ourselves for giving, I'd like to invite all of us to enter into a meditative space to partner with me in the prayer of offering. Dear God, Dear God, Dear God, we call out to you. We call out to your love. God, we come before you with this offering as a seed of love, a seed of peace, a seed of hope that's sowed into this world. We place it in your hands so that this seed is sown into the world. Help us to make it grow, to bear the fruits of Shalom. Lord, we plant this seed too as a seed within our hearts. Grant us the blessing and the grace to receive your peace. Lord, we are powerless, but not helpless. Be with us, now and always. We pray and give thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now may I invite the stewards to come forward. All right? um, for those who are giving physically, by, uh, if you are giving a cash or check, um, please raise up a hand and the stewards will come forward and receive your offering. Next, we move on to announcement. Today, we have a special program, right? We get moving and the, this is a healthy doing, okay? <laughs> that is, we're not running. In fact, we are, conf, uh, we are facing some of the challenging issues in, the, in terms of the space in our church. So we invite all of us uh, who are able, right, and have, um, a, uh, you know, available time, have set aside time to come join us for a spring cleaning, all right? It's happening today after lunch at 1.30 p.m. So after lunch, please proceed back to the hall. All right. Uh, if at this point you still have questions, I don't think you need to send the email to the Info Freecom Church because it's happening today. But please reach out to the leaders if you are, like to find out like, how you can help right, the spring cleaning process. All right. Um, simply reach out to us. Next, very exciting. We have the Chinese New Year reunion lunch happening very soon. It's happening on the 18th of Feb uh, after service at 1.15.
It will be at Kambod Teochew Restaurant, um, located at um, Orchard Rendezvous Hotel. Right? It's 60 per pax. So you don't have to, when you sign up, you don't have to like, pay immediately. All right? Just express your interest, sign up all right, um, for yourself or if you are bringing your loved ones along. Go to fcc.li slash cny in caps. Right? Or simply send the QR code and then forward it to your cell group or your various groups that you are, uh, chat groups you are in. Please remember to register your, um, your interest uh, by 9th of Feb. Alright, so once you have signed up, we will give you uh, in instructions on how you can make the payment. And please don't worry about like your financial, if you are fi facing financial challenges or issues. Alright, if you are interested, you can reach out to us and indicate uh, so that we can work out some arrangements to support and help you because we are coming together as a community. We will support and love one another. Alright, so please uh, scan the QR code even if you are just considering. So thank you very much. Next, please take note of the following dates. We are not going on a cruise. Not literally, but we have our one ship meeting. Right? The board and the council comes together throughout the year. Right, to have discussions, to have meetings, to talk about the direction and issues the church as a community we are facing and how do we work, work, work together to address this issue and manage. So if you are interested, if, you are, if these meetings are open for our members and our congregation right, to sit in and listen so that you can understand how, what are the issue, issues right, our community is facing and tackling, the following dates are 24th of Feb, right, the, um, 6th of April and 8th of June. This will be for the first half of the year. Please take note of these dates if you are interested to like, say, you know, want to join. And you can just email. If you are unable to attend in person, you'd like to join us through like, a digital like, conference call, we have that available. Simply email to uh, info at freecomchurch.org. So members are welcome to sit in in person also. Right, thank you very much. So before we go to Bangladesh today, there's no lunch khakis because we have newcomers meeting. Right? So uh, please take note of that. Next we move on to benediction. I'd like to invite Pastor Pauline to come forward to give us the benediction. And now will you rise in body and spirit for the benediction? God, still our hearts, still our spirits, that we may be truly present with you. That our hearts may be inclined to your voice and to the leading of your spirit in our lives, especially in moments when we most not expect it where we are most needing of you to speak to us. Help us make ourselves present to you. And so now go, and go as God's people who understand what it means to be present to God, and to listen to God in the midst of the stillness. And may the grace of God, our parent, the love of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship and companionship of the Holy Spirit 
go with you both now and always. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us for service today. Go and may God's presence go with you this coming week. Amen.